Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Welcome back, job makers. I didn't have intro music. You can't hear the... Oh, well, you've never had to... I think only once you recorded over at my other office. Yeah, I've never heard the music. So, Tyler is right now in Lawton um, installing a big old camera system. Camera, so, access control. Yeah. The whole shebang. Uh, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> it's like a $50,000 job, and that's not even... It's not even counting cameras because they're providing cameras, right? It's just labor. It's a it's a big old job. Labor for the cameras, uh, the access control is. They're doing all of the access control. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, there we go. That's better volumes. Um, so, anyways, uh, so I've got Keith with me instead. Um, we're recording over in their office, in the mobile setup, the mobile command center. Um, so in current news, we just had elections and in Tulsa, um, good old GT Bynum won Won a second term, a second term. I can't imagine, like the only reason I can think that that happened is I think, well, first off, not many people vote in local elections. Well, the incumbent in a local election almost never wins. I mean, even when there's... Well, typically... Or, I mean, uh, always, you know, typically is going to, like... His norm, he has more name recognition. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's na- you know, name ID. He's got that He's got that recognition. And as long as he hasn't really messed up, which, to be honest with you, I kind of sort of thought he kind of did. A lot. With the mask mandate mm-hmm. toward the end there. And I really thought that would be the difference for people I thought- to really start looking, but... Evidently not. Didn't I mean, raise I raised too many eyebrows. I thought for sure that that was going to do him in, but you know the way he did it, it was real sneaky in classic. Per- did you see the percentage, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he won by a lot. He won by a massive amount, like fifty-eight percent or something, and then <clears throat> so it didn't have any impact at all. No, as far as I can see. In fact, I think he had more of. I think it helped him. Yeah. Well, if you remember, at uh, one point in time, we had uh, Mayor Kathy Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. She served two terms as well, and, and nobody liked her. Like, nobody. Um, like, most of, mo- like, you talk to anybody in Didn't Tulsa. She, is, there, is there a term limit? There is. Pretty sure. Pretty sure we've got term limits for our mayors. Pretty sure you can only serve two terms. Let me double check that though. Mayor term limits. I think it varies by city. Um, yeah, I think that. But here in Tulsa, I don't know. I think it might be too. I think it is too. I don't know of uh, anybody that has ever served more than two. I don't know of any either, so I'm assuming. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's two terms. Since I've been here, we've had LaFortune, we've had uh, <coughs> Taylor, mm-hmm. then we had Bartlett. By, uh, yeah, Bartlett, and now Bynum. 
Yeah, we. Uh, so I moved back. I, I kind of missed almost all of Bartlett's um, uh, terms. Like I don't think I, I don't think I was around for the majority of the time he was mayor. Almost all of them served two terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think what it is is you know people who do vote. You know, they go out and they go vote, and then they look at the ballot, and they're like, oh, you know, I know that name, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to check on that. Like, the city hasn't caught on fire yet, so this must be, you know, they must be doing okay. And <clears throat> um, you run into, you wouldn't mind topping me off, too. Keith's on coffee duty. Um, you run into what I think is, I think that people who vote in local elections you know, there's going to be some that pay attention, but I think the majority of the people are just going out and they're, you know, they're going to basically vote same old, same old. And a lot of times, too, we end up with like a, like a lot of propositions passed that don't make any sense. I think every single proposition, every single proposition in Tulsa passed. Um, and <clears throat> I'd have to look, I'd have to look at the list uh, again of propositions and look into it, but I know you, you, that's got to be, you know, you can't, there's not a world where you would expect that a city would propose, that everything a city would propose, every single person's going to agree with. So clearly we don't have very big voter turnout, and then also we have a lot of uninformed voters voting in these. Well, the thing of it is, with the ones that they had this time around, usually the tax ones are the ones that are struggles, that struggle. Mm-hmm. Because you're raising your taxes. Yeah. Uh, if it's not anything raising your taxes, then typically a lot of times they'll go because people just don't know what it is. It's just a matter of wording. Yeah. Well, and they'll do, I mean, if they're even, even when it comes to uh, raising taxes, um, last, last elections we had um, on, you know, state questions, when we had state questions come up. Um, there was a whole bunch of billboards out there for vote yes for state question such and such. I forget which number the question was, but it was to uh, raise pay for teachers, right? And that was how they that's how they they basically framed it. They said, well, this is going to raise the you know teacher. We're going to pay teachers more. Well, they didn't. What what no one it actually worked, did it? No, it didn't. Um, I was very surprised that Oklahomans actually voted no on that. And, and the reason, so, the, so they, they didn't mention ever in any of the advertisements for this uh, state question that it was going to raise our sales taxes yet again. That was how they were going to give them the raise. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, I think they did say that, though. They did, but you know, you see the billboards, and it says "vote yes for teacher pay raises" or something like that, and, and like it's obviously doesn't say anything about the fact that we were going to have like I want to say it was like another three percent increase on sales tax. I'm like three percent. Like, goodness gracious! Like what are we? We're already the crazy thing about Oklahoma is we have like we're ranked like the top. We're in like the top five of like the highest taxed states when it comes to sales tax. Like we fall somewhere in the top five of the 50 United States of America. But when it comes to household income, average household income, we're like number 45. <laughs> well, like, uh, like Connecticut, I mean, their taxes are high. Mm -hmm. uh, I think their taxes are higher across the board. It's not just, uh, <clears throat> you know, the little stuff like yeah. that. But, and it's not really little. Well, you know, 
Um, when I lived in Virginia, and now I don't, I don't think Virginia is a phenomenal state anymore because they've turned into, uh, um, you know, they've got mayor, uh, or not mayor, uh, governor, um, Northrum, who's, you know, basically a communist dictator taking away gun rights and all that stuff. <clears throat> but when it came to taxes in and Virginia how Virginia there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It used to be, it used to be a second amendment haven and he's trying, you know, he's been, pushing real hard to ban AR-15s, ban high-capacity high magazines. And it's it's something else. So this, you know, the last year or two in Virginia has not, not been going well for conservatives over there. But in the past, um, I used to point to them to demonstrate, you know, what what you know what sales taxes and what state taxes could look like in virginia they they're a very rich state you know they've got plenty of money the roads are nice the public services are nice and their sales tax is five percent compare that to oklahoma we've got our sales tax we're close to nine in most county obviously it varies by by city because you get some city taxes and some county taxes you know here in tulsa county it's uh it's eight point five one seven percent, and then you go to Creek County, and and then even if you go to specific cities in Creek County, we're closer to nine, and right. in some cases I think over nine. So we got five percent. We had five percent sales taxes in Virginia, and then and that was on retail items. Groceries were two point five percent. So you virtually, I mean, you're paying almost nothing to go buy groceries in sales tax, um, which was nice. Like, you know, I had. You don't really, whenever you're shopping in Virginia, you're not really accounting for sales tax because it's such a nominal number. You know, you're putting things in your cart, you're doing the math in your head, and you're usually pretty accurate whenever you get to the checkout. When I first moved back to Oklahoma, you know, I put things in the cart, I go to checkout, and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second, this is like $40 more than I expected it to be. How's that? And I go, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got some real taxes here. Um, and then I'd be okay with like the high taxes that we pay here um, if we had like nice roads and like good public service departments like you mean it you mean it's not okay for them to take a month to resurface another road <laughs> yeah i know right for what uh one mile yeah or how about highway 11 yeah you, you go uh, up highway 11 between you know 244 and the airport there that thing's been under construction for like i don't know feels like years I I can't. It's been a long time. I can't. I, the, the, when they resurface the road here on Thirty First Street, uh-huh. uh For them to actually resurface it, to strip up the old uh, pavement, uh-huh. and they take down about two inches, mm-hmm. and it takes one day for them to do one side, mm-hmm. and you know, just do the whole thing in one, just strip it all up in one day. Mm-hmm. Then they can lay all the other stuff down in another. Day, they put that uh, whatever it's kind of like a tar paper down, <clears throat> and yeah. then uh, then they got to carve around the the manholes and all other that other stuff, mm-hmm. and make sure that's all nice and tight and neat. And then the following day, they can put down the pavement in one day on one side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, even if they had, they include rain days, uh, like two rain days, yeah, out of one week, you could do one whole side in one week, yeah, allotting for four rain days. 
I mean, or two two whole rain days. Well, the, the problem is... And still be done without really having to work on yeah. Friday. Well, I had them. They repaved my or neighborhood. Saturday. They repaved my neighborhood, neighborhood, and that took... Um, Boy, it took it took like every bit of eight months just for my street. They started when they started from when they started on my street. It's like seven or eight months. It was miserable because there for a while I had a gravel road in front of my house. You know, I couldn't keep. You know, granted, I wasn't too worried about my, but my, man, my cars would get real dirty all the time. Um, the roads were rough. I couldn't. My dad couldn't couldn't drive to my house because uh, for like there'd be several times the road was too rough where he could like he'd have to park down the block. And walk to my house because he drives a Corvette, right? And so he couldn't. He wasn't going to try that. <laughs> no, it was, you know, he, um, you know, my wife mentioned something about my dad coming over, and I was like, "Oh, did you tell him about the road?" She's like, "No." So I called him up and said, "Hey, don't, don't, don't turn down my road. <laughs> It'll, it, it's going to tear your car up. You're going to have to, you know, go like a block over, because um, I don't, uh, I don't think your, I don't think your car is going to handle, handle this road. It took them a long time, and I think the reason for that is. These construction contracts, like, if they come in and they get it done quickly, then they can't justify paying, getting, you know, billing as much as they're billing. And, and, and it happens with almost any level of government. Anytime you have a contractor do something for the government, it costs like three times as much as if it would in the private sector. Like, you would never pay the prices that the city pays to like, let's say you had a, you know, you had a, 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 you lived somewhere where you had like a quarter mile driveway, you know, and you paid an asphalt company to come through and pave it with asphalt. You would never pay them the same that the city would pay for a quarter mile of asphalt. And if it took them, you know, if it took them two months to get that done, you'd be outraged, you know, <clears throat> and they know it. Thing is with the city, is and that same exact contractor could probably do your driveway in less than a day and have it done in half a day boom done and for a third of the cost as if they were doing that same quarter mile on a city street because that same quarter mile on a city street the they're you know they're just having to beat the next bid and that next bid may be real high and they're working for the city and so in the city you know there's not much oversight into work that for us when we do that no <laughs> No. Yeah. Well, well, we like going like the bid for the city that we just did the school we're doing now. I oh mean, yeah. That was a. Uh, no. Here's the thing is though. The nickel you, and dime just to death. Man. They did, but it was ridiculous because so your bid came in like around fifty thousand or something like that, and then at first it was a little bit above that or whatever, and I think Tyler like came in and knocked off like three grand or something. The next closest bid to your guys. Was like, wasn't it like a hundred thousand or like ninety thousand originally? Or originally, yeah. And but something happened, and <clears throat> so when we shot him our bid, like there's no reason to get you know an exorbitant price. We still need to make money, but uh, are we chancing it if we don't? I mean, yeah, that big a facility. There's a lot that can go wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, Tyler's saying that he's going to, he's just, he, you know, and it's also far away, you know, so like you I'm guys can I'm still can't, paranoid about it, and we're halfway done. Yeah. 
Well, and you guys can't afford to be having to go down there for technical service issues every other week. No way. It's just too expensive. I mean, it's, you know, you talk gas and travel time and all. And realistically, um, you know, we're talking, um, it's about a two and a half hour drive, uh, something along those lines. Got to be close. So I think we're like five hours round trip, right? That's, that's a day's worth of driving right there. So unless you go down there and you fix the problem in 30 minutes, you're going to have to get a hotel. Because, you know, otherwise, like if it's going to, if it's something that's going to turn out to be a couple hours worth of fixing, you're going to have to stay overnight before, you know, because you're just not going to have enough time in the day to, you know, have five hours of drive time plus another, you know, five, six hours worth of work or whatever. The, so, it was last Friday, thank goodness, uh, Robert clocked out uh, and told, you know, told Tyler that, uh, there's no need to pay me for my drive back. Hmm. And he clocked out before he left. He was already on overtime. And he told Tyler, I'm just going to go ahead and clock out now. Uh, and Tyler's like, why? He says, I don't need to be paid to drive back. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, because. Uh, I would have paid him. Uh, because that's the right thing to do, but, you know, if it would have been me, I would have done the same thing for my employer. Yeah. Uh, I would have. I've done it hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of refreshing to know that he's not going to do that every time. Yeah. Uh, and that helps out a lot. And partially... I mean, the same mentality that I always had, I always thought employers would appreciate that in time you would get a bump in pay. That's the way it ought to work. Yeah. It never happened for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially, uh, well, I mean, you there, you know, you were working for, uh, especially the last couple of companies you worked for, they were larger companies. And, uh, but I mean. Well, not really. TNT, TNT Security. Were, it wasn't that. It wasn't that big, I guess, it, now that I think about it. It's bigger than we are. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't really get big, big until last probably decade or so after it's changed hands a couple times. Yeah, really, really big. Yeah. I mean, they still had a large of account, larger number of accounts. I myself, personally, brought on a little over a thousand accounts for him all by myself. Mm -hmm. And they had 13 installers. Yeah. So, I personally brought close to a thousand accounts yeah. to them. Yeah, I think. I mean, uh, that's what. Now, of course, they lost some of that in between there too. But yeah, I'd venture to say I grew that company just as big as I grew this one. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like um, <clears throat> that's a that's a that's a failing of some small businesses to not recognize um, whenever you have a good, like you know, you have good staff to not reward them for it because you'll have <clears throat> it's so rare to get that it's so rare to find because you know there's there's a saying that always says you know no one will ever care as much about your business as you um but there are times where you come across like someone who's a, a just a really good employee that actually genuinely cares about the company um and can you grab the mouse yes i can <clears throat> one second and Matt needs to grab a mouse. We're watching camera, doing double duty here, watching cameras. Uh, 
Thank you. Computer mouse, not a not a mammalian mouse, not a squeaky mouse. That would be weird if Keith just randomly needed to me to get a mouse. Grab hold of a mouse. <laughs> Can you go grab that mouse? Sure thing. Just get a you know just gotta feed the office Python, you know, or something like that. <laughs> you guys don't keep a giant snake around a giant snake around somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I think that is some of a family. Like, I think it is important for a small business to recognize when they have <clears throat> uh, quality staff that they're, and I've I've done it. Um, you know, anytime that I had, anytime I had a good, like, cause you like it. It's hard to have. It's hard to have someone who genuine who will care enough about the company to where you're not having to implement policies to ensure they don't try and screw the company over, where they just kind of do it on their own. Um, and in a big business, like th that stuff gets overlooked all the time. People don't understand. I mean, I've worked for big businesses before and, um, you know, when I did, it always boggled my mind how they didn't care about the things that I would do to, you know, help them out, you know? <laughs> um, so a story, for instance, um, when I was a company driver for Swift, we had, um, we had a company truck, me and my co-driver, and it was a relatively new truck. Um, in fact, um, I think it was it was not even a few months old, and it, I think it had like barely a uh, hundred thousand miles on it, which is it's nothing on a semi truck. Right. Um, so it's still under warranty, and uh, we had a problem. Like something something was broke on it, and um, we were in. Uh, we, we pulled into this dealer in Indiana, actually. So I had to minimize downtime because not only would it benefit me, but it also benefit the company because, you know, my truck, whenever it was driving as a team truck, it made Swift a lot of money. Um, if, you know, and, and so the downtime, that equipment just cost money. Um, right. So to mitigate downtime, I had coordinated, I knew along my route back from Chicago, uh, back to Ohio, to the, out of the distribution center that I ran out of a, a dedicated account, I knew there was a dealership in Indiana along the way, and it wasn't too far off the beaten path. You know, like we weren't going we weren't gonna to go too far out of route to go to. So I had called them. Um, <clears throat> I'd called them up and said, hey, I need this part for the truck. Right. Can you can you get it in in? And they said, Yeah, we can have it in in another day. And I said, Okay, I'm regularly going to Chicago, so that's probably going to be my best bet. And the next load we got to Chicago. The issue was um, my um, uh, there's a clock spring inside the steering wheel that basically takes your stationary wiring and turns into rotating wiring. So all my my steering wheel controls weren't working appropriately. Like my engine brake, if I turn my engine brake on, it would intermittently cut out. Uh, cruise control wasn't working, things of that nature. And the big problem is with the lack of engine brake is I worked out of Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, and I lived in Virginia. So in order to get from there to take a load home, man, I had to cross mountains. And driving, driving gotta a semi-truck, going downhill, it's pretty pretty good idea to have an engine brake. Um, uh, it keeps you from smoking your, you know, your, your mechanical brakes on your on your tire or on your wheels. So 
Um, so I had called ahead a couple days earlier and made sure they brought that part in, and they said that they did. Well, we go there, and they, they take the truck in the shop. It has to go to the dealer um, for you know warranty repairs because that's you know Swift's policy. So we go into the dealer. They're, they get into it. They take the steering apart, and they say, hey, well, it needs this part, um, but we don't have it. It's going to be a couple days to get it. So, well, is there anything else we can do to fix this? Because there was some miscommunication, and the reality is they had the part on hand because I had called a couple days earlier. They didn't know they had the part, um, and I thought they were talking about a different part. So, at the first, you know, uh, communication we were having, miscommunication there, it turned into, it was, there really was no problem because we had the part. But they thought they didn't have it, and I thought they were talking about something different. So they tell me that they could fix it right then and there. They just have to solder it back together. Um, and I call and talk to Swift. They're, you know, they're the people who oversee their maintenance and stuff. Talk to their warranty department, and they tell me. Uh, and and I ask the dealership said, you know, they can't they can't cover that under warranty. <clears throat> and it was going to cost like I don't know two hundred bucks, something like that, to fix it. Right? It was really it was really nominal. I called Swift and told them about that, and they said, "No, we we will not. We're not going to pay for repairs. We have it's covered under warranty." And I'm like, "No, you you don't understand. If we don't do this, it's going to be two days before we get the part in. It will cost your company more. It'll cost Swift more to have this truck sit for two days than it will to pay two hundred bucks." And I said, "It costs me more, and I'm just a company driver." I said, "I'll pay the two hundred dollars. They wouldn't even let me pay the two hundred dollars. They absolutely refused." And I'm like, you guys just aren't understanding. Like, how how do you not get this? Like, you're 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 over here dropping dollars to pick up some pennies, and but it was their policy. Well, you know, then like then another mechanic comes out and tell you know tell me I'm like, look, I guess we can't. We're gonna have to do this under. It has to go warranty. We can't authorize any. They're not gonna authorize any payment. And then he, then he tells me, um, then he says, okay, well, we'll see about getting that clock spring in. And I was like, wait a second, clock spring? Hang on a second now. Because he was calling it something else before. Um, I can't remember what he was calling it, but it wasn't something that I recognized as that nomenclature. I was like, wait, wait a second. I called like three days ago um, to, have that, to have that brought in stock. And he goes, oh, you did. Well, let's check. And I'm like, oh, sure enough, they had it. So it ended up being a moot point anyway. So how did they not see it the first time? I guess it wasn't shown in their inventory because it, was a, it wasn't something they carried on hand. Um, and it wouldn't show as available in their inventory because it was slotted for another customer, me, because um, I had you know, called it in. So they, they pulled it from another dealership, and it showed up there, and it was basically a waiting pickup. And so since it was a waiting pickup, it didn't show as available in their inventory. And so, you know... I told them, I said, oh, I ordered one. So then they went to the spot where the ordered parts, you know, sit and found, you know, holy cow, there it is. So it ended up being a moot point, but Swift was willing to have a team truck sit for two days um, over $200. And the reality is, is like we would run, on average, we'd run 800 to 1,000 miles a day, paid miles. And so that 800 to 1,000 miles, you know, Swift is getting paid about four bucks a mile to do that. So, you know, sitting for two days, they're losing a gross, they were losing gross, about 8,000 bucks gross. You know, obviously there was fuel cost involved in that and all that other stuff. But when you, when you, 
and then you know our pay and all that stuff but by the time you you i guarantee you that two days swift nets a little bit more than 200 bucks on that truck so when you're working for like you know and I, and, and i always had that mindset you know i'm like look i'm trying to save you guys money you know to me Yes, it doesn't, you know, clearly it looks like we're spending $200, not saving $200, but when you factor it out, the fact that uh, we're sitting for two, the problem is the person I was talking to in that department had no idea how to run a business and didn't understand those aspects of it. And, you know, that's what happens when you have like a giant company. Now, if I had been working for a real small outfit and it was like, you know, a small trucking company that has like, you know, three or four trucks or whatever, I'd have that same conversation with my manager or the owner of the company and said, hey, look, you know, we just spend the 200 bucks. We can get down on the road and make more money. He'd, I guarantee he'd go completely different. And he'd be like, yeah, let's do that. And then he'd be like, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up or you know, I'm glad you were able to make this happen. I would have, I'm sure I would have gathered some amount of appreciation from it. Swift never appreciated those little things that you do, but it's, they're a giant company, like 18,000 trucks, you know. <laughs> Um, so that reminds me the I gotta get the van in a shop to get uh, uh, started working on in repairs. Oh, the body work, yeah, after the accident. I think we're still waiting on an adjuster, is what you were waiting on. Well, we were, and I talked to him yesterday, and come to find out, uh, we can take it in and get it worked on. Oh. Well, there you and go. Uh, we had all of the trying to figure out the break-ins and everything yesterday. Uh, I didn't get it down. Plus, I was supposed to go take care of my uh, Oklahoma Bureau investigation stuff for oh yeah security that uh, security guard. That organization should be renamed to something else, like the Oklahoma State Bureau of organizing paperwork because they're not actually <laughs> investigating you do all the investigations and bring it to them <laughs> yeah when it comes to the actual paperwork i mean sure yeah. they do a lot of other stuff but uh when, when it comes, comes to security guard licensing concealed carry licensing and all that stuff like they make they make the individual do all of the legwork you have to go get your fingerprinting take the fingerprinting of them you got to go talk to uh, every county sheriff's department that you've resided in in the last, like, was it five years or ten years? I think it's five years. Don't know. I think it's the last five years. So if you lived multiple counties, multiple, you know, in, in the past five years, you got to go to different sheriff's departments to gather your background checks and well, take it to them. Well, the good thing is I've lived here in Tulsa in the exact same house <laughs> for the last 18 years. So. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to worry about that. I don't think I had. Well, I didn't. That didn't encounter that because it never surfaced with me. Yeah, because you've you've uh, you know you've you've lived here long enough to where it's it's a moot point. I'm moving out of Tulsa, so I guess I'm I can't be as concerned or angry about the fact that we still have GT Bynum as a mayor. But the problem is, is that most of my money comes from Tulsa, <laughs> so it would behoove me to have good you know a good Tulsa economy because um, that's you know that's where the majority. Like, if Tulsa's economy doesn't do well, then neither do the suburbs of Tulsa, Broken Arrow, Bixby, and that's where all of my client base is in the greater Tulsa area, you know. Did they, you finally get things lined out with your house? And, uh... <clears throat> we, we had to extend um, our closing, so we're now closing on the 18th of September. But it looks like 
I think we've got things. My only in concern order. with moving out that far is the fact that uh, no attending church isn't a is make or break a person. I don't. Uh, th- that's not going to be difficult. My concern is. But I, I think I got a feeling <clears throat> you'll lack. It'll take a little bit, but you'll lack. I think it, that's not that's not too concerning. Because mind you, I used to live in Virginia. And there, like, a close drive to anything was 20 miles, or 20 minutes. And the church that we went to <clears throat> was 45 minutes away. And, of course, it wasn't really, like, 45 minutes away. It's just, you know, I mean, it, with traffic it's and the direction. That we, yeah, it's how long it took me to get there is 45 minutes. If that, if that same distance were here in Oklahoma, it'd take me, like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. So I, my concern... And I've and we've and I've talked about this, thought about this. Is my concern is not attendance. That's not difficult. You know, drive drive an hour. You know, twice a week, really. Because what we could do is Sunday morning come into town, stay in town all afternoon, and then evening, and then then we get Wednesday evening. Attendance is not a concern of mine. I thought about the possibility that being involved would become difficult. So when we talk about extracurriculars, like. Am I going to do vacation Bible school? Am I going to help out at VBS? Because, you know, now I've got to come into town, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday as well, and, and have to do that during the day and the weekday that, you know, then it's like, well, are we going to use this as an excuse to not, to not, to not serve? Now was, uh, did you do this past time? <clears throat> What's that? Uh, no, not last, not this year. Um, well, I did VBS this year. But I, mean, I don't it's think not bad, I but I haven't participated in that in uh, I think quite a few years. I th- I'm not sure if they did VBS this year. I don't know yeah, though. They did. did they? Yeah, okay. They did. I thought they didn't. Uh, they got. They did it. Uh, about hmm. Normally, I'm on the short list of uh, of uh, about like, three weeks ago. About the same time that I was. Uh, I think the, they started the day that I huh. had my surgery. Okay. Yeah. I guess I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh-huh. get the memo. Either that, or maybe someone texted my wife and asked if we would help out, and, and uh, I might have been busy, and she might have said that we weren't. We weren't able to. So normally, normally I'll get a text from Andrew or someone saying, "Hey, um, you know, we need this person. You know, we need this position filled or whatever." I think. Uh, so we, I don't know. We we've. Uh, um, so actually, you know, um, uh, the Corleys, um, their daughter. Taylor, who I think is now last name's Phillips or something like that, they live in they live not far from where we're moving to. Really, and they have a church down there that they really like. That we, if that's this is my thought is if it, if if being involved. Yeah, I was going to say I haven't seen them recently. <clears throat> no, yeah, they go down to they go to a church down in I want to say it's in Shakota. It well, may be in Shakota. They were attending here for. A little bit once they got back here, mm-hmm. and they drive that really tall, uh, like a Nissan <coughs> van. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen the van recently. Yeah, no, they. I'm not even sure what he even looks like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I've, I think I've seen him, met him once or something like that. And they live down. They live down that way. Um, they live on the basically on the other side of Lake Eufaula as I as I will be living. So they they basically live. I live on basically the west side of Lake Eufaula. They live on the east side of Lake Eufaula. So they've got a church down there that they really like, and so that's a that's a thought 
you know, that's that's kind of like my my backup is like if we're not if we're not if if the distance is causing issues with um, with serving, then perhaps we should consider. Because like I said, the attendance thing that's not difficult, you know. Um, and just only twice a week we have to make the drive. And I was I used to think so I had thought that it was a long drive, but last couple of weeks I'd been back and forth down there um, getting the land ready and stuff and um for the with the exception of this week the last couple weeks i've been driving down there at least three times a week and the more that i was driving down there the less the less that drive seems to be you know it's it's not as bad you know now that i've gotten kind of used to that drive it's like oh it's not that big of a deal it doesn't feel like it's over an hour so there's that so um I feel like I feel like it's time to take a quick break, mostly because um, I've drank two cups of coffee and I've got to go. <laughs> I've got to go into the bathroom right quick. So uh, we'll take a break for a uh, word from our sponsors. Okay, we're back. All righty, we're back from. Our break. Um, I would like to point out to the listeners, I am aware that there were some audio issues. I was trying to figure it out, uh, and I think I figured it out. So um, so don't don't send me messages saying that our audio was garbage. I'm aware that last episode's was weird, and I was trying to figure it out. And I think I've got it sorted now, I think, more or less. Should be sorted. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that it was a hardware situation issue. Um, it had been a while since I've recorded from the iPad and the last time around I was using my old iPad and now I'm using this iPad pro and I say old iPad, it's like this year's iPad, but it, the iPad pro is a, have you ever had an iPad pro or you always had like the, I don't know. I think the iPad pros came out like, I think this is only the second generation of them. They're relatively new. They are they're a game changer when it comes to iPads. They they're definitely a little bit more like having a laptop or like a, a like a small Mac basically. Obviously, it's not a Windows. Um, but they're a little bit more like work oriented, which makes a huge difference. Because I was I was trying to replace my laptop with an iPad, and that just wasn't happening with the old iPad. It just wasn't. It just didn't have enough functionality to it to operate more like a computer. I don't think so. Uh, I've had three different iPads. Uh, I don't think so. I like the iPad Pro. I never got I, I like it when I when I got the last iPad. I how long has an iPad Pro been out? Uh, probably the last couple of years because I think this nah. this one is only the second generation. Uh, the last iPad we purchased was Tyler's that mm-hmm. was the, that ten inch one. There's a difference the with the his, Pro. His isn't an iPad Pro. Yeah, it? the major difference is like, and it's things that like, the processor is substantially faster, which makes for doing functional work type things like running spreadsheets and stuff like that. It definitely handles things better. Um, and of the screen's bigger, which is nice, and the screen's like higher definition, which I could really care less um, about that, but. The uh, what I really liked was so first like main thing I was looking for is like I needed more space. I had a 16 gigabyte iPad, which I initially thought, well, what do I need? You know, I'll keep things on iCloud. So what do I need all that space locally? Boy, 
16 gigabytes disappears fast. Um, <clears throat> so, and the iPad Pros, I had been deterred from them because, like, they start at around 800 bucks. And that's like the base, base level. Like, so if you want, I think that's like the 64 gigabyte or 128 gigabyte model or something. You want to mm-hmm. bump up into, you know, real hard drive space and you could be paying some serious dollars. This one was a, like, normally like an $1,100 iPad, which is really expensive. But I discovered um, on Best Buy Online, you can, there's buying options. And I bought this one was an opened unit the box was opened and so instead it came down to like it was like 800 bucks versus 1100 or 1200 i ended up saving like three or four hundred dollars by buying one that had previously and you can get them even cheaper if you could have like if i could have bought one that has that was opened and had some cosmetic wear but there just wasn't one available because i didn't care if like i had some scratches on the back or whatever as long as it functioned good so like i could have got this for like like six six fifty or seven hundred or something like that. Mm-hmm. If they if they had one available that had some cosmetic wear. Well, when I bought it, like whoever opened the box, like they literally had to have just like opened it and then been like, nah. Like they didn't even like clearly didn't even like turn it on. Like it still had like the uh, still had like the screen film on it. Um, the charger cable was still wrapped up in the original packaging and everything. So. You know, someone must have bought it and then returned it. They may not have even opened the box, honestly, but because it was a returned unit, um, they couldn't sell it as, you know, brand new. So knocked like $400 off the price. Apparently, you can do that with a lot of stuff um, at Best yeah. Buy, uh, which is cool. That's what I've heard. However, I'm not sure how I feel about shopping at Best Buy anymore, those jokers. Um, I told Why Tyler, I was, well, I went... Um, uh, I went there to buy this little cable thing because I have the iPad Pro now, so I needed a USB-C type adapter for the mixer, and um, you know, and I didn't want to wait for you know for it to come in on Amazon, and it's like you know only like a five dollar difference by going into Best Buy. They had it in there. Well, I walked in there, no mask on, um, nobody said a thing to me. I get to the cash register and they refused to to cash me out because I wasn't wearing a mask. They would not cash me out at all. So then, like, the guy next to me in the other line was like, well, can I buy it for him? Because he was wearing a mask. And they're like, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I handed him my card, and he bought it for me. <laughs> and I, I told them, like, you, you guys realize you accomplished nothing, right? <laughs> like, if I, if I shouldn't have had it, if I should have, if you were going to not, let me cash out. Why didn't the two people standing at the door twiddling their thumbs say something to me whenever I walked in with no mask? It's, uh, <clears throat> this thing's, it's getting out of hand. It's getting way out of hand. You know, my prediction is I have a feeling that coronavirus will be forgotten about after November, at least for a little while. Everybody says that. I uh, think, I think it'll come back when it best suits the narrative. But I think, I think all the rage is going to be, um, no matter which way the election goes, the other side is going to assume that it was not a fair election. If, well, that's if, a guarantee. Dad, he still has not got that thing put together yet. No, he hasn't. Holy smoke. Maybe he needs a bigger hammer. <laughs> but, so I think... Like, now he's got a drill. I don't think he knows what... He's picked that thing up and tried to move that thing three times. I don't think he knows how to use it. 
You know the thing has to do screws. You realize that, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> He's not even picked up a screw yet. Oh, boy. These security cameras are almost probably more entertaining than watching TV. <laughs> he has yet to pick up a screw. I don't know what he's screwing. <laughs> Gee, why isn't this thing going together? Yeah, you got to put up the screw in that thing, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah. So I think if... Um, He's looked over at Matt like... <laughs> How come you're able to do this and I'm not? Because <laughs> see, Matt's picked up a couple of screws and screwed a couple of screws. And he's looked up over at him like, hmm. I think he's not in his right mind. <laughs> Something's up with this guy. So I think if I think if Biden wins, um, then, then Trump is going to launch an investigation. And probably rightfully so. There's um, no way he's going to win. No, there isn't. That's why I say if he wins, then it's got to be from fraud of some kind. Because you talk to even <coughs> you talk to even people who you know identify as Democrats. They say they're Democrats. They don't. They don't want to vote for Biden. Mm -mm. Um, and it's a it's a real pickle we find ourselves in in this country. I don't understand how it's come down to this like this is like how did how does the democrat party not have anyone better to put up there at all like that biden is really what they think is their best and there's so many <clears throat> you know people may blame trump for whatever and say things are going poorly the reason or whatever, why they but, don't they don't have anybody that uh is willing to just let well, yeah. Do they, whatever you tell me to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Biden. The reason they've got Biden up there is because he is he'll he's he plays by the rules. He plays by their rules. Yeah. Well, he's so blasted. He's wanted to be a president for so long <clears throat> that he is so blasted, desperate to just accept whatever is given. And at this point, to be honest with you, even as a if he were an honest man, uh. I kind of feel sorry for him. For uh -huh. the sole purpose, I'm not even sure if he's even aware of what he's really even doing. No, I don't think so. I think he has some sort of cognitive deterioration, he does. whether it be Alzheimer's or dementia, dementia or, or something. something. You know, because I've now, mentioned now they're just exploiting mm -hmm. his uh, mm -hmm. inability right now. So I've mentioned this before, but whenever he used to ride on my helicopter, I used to think that he was drunk a lot back when he was vice president. I used to think he was drunk a lot, and now looking back at it and seeing him, you know, in 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 the public eye more frequently and making speeches, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I I don't think he was drunk at all. I think he just had like he he had cognitive issues when he was vice president. You just didn't see him yeah. talk that much. I mean, I I saw I saw he him was more constantly frequently. flubbing up and doing this or that. Yeah, I mean, um, I saw. Uh, I don't even know what they call that when it's a picture. You know, there's uh, uh, Biden and Obama are sitting there talking. Oh, a meme? Yeah, a meme. And yeah. I don't know where that come from. When did that come from? Memes? That's a new thing. I'm Well, not new, new, but, you know, a couple of years ago. And then, within the last decade, they started becoming a thing. I never even heard about it until just recently, like maybe <laughs> just... three or four months ago. <laughs> no, they, they've been around for a couple of years. Yeah, I, I'm sure they probably have. <laughs> but, uh... uh uh, it shows Biden says, yeah, I just went to the petting zoo the other day, and Obama's got his head in his hands. Says, Biden, 
That was in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think with enough, like, I feel like he's, I don't think Biden is aware that, that the internet exists in the capacity that it does. Because he'll say things, he's like, I never said that, or what, like, you can't get away, like, that was, like, that type of talk back is something. Back in 1974. You could get away with that back then. No, he didn't then. Oh, oh, yeah, whenever he's talking about. He was saying, uh, yeah, I was, uh, uh. I was brought on to this one, whatever school it was, and yeah, when he was arguing full ride scholarship and this and that, and come to find, and he graduated like second or third in his class, and he's just rattling off all these accomplishments, and you kind of going, wow, yeah, why, why is that guy even question, question him? And sure enough, they did a little bit of research. Found out that no, he didn't have a full ride scholarship. Then he never really truly graduated, mm-hmm. and he ended up seventy eighth in his class of eighty six. See, back then though, like in order to in order to discover that, it required some actual some serious research. Yeah, some investigative journalism to to break the story. Nowadays, you just you know go on the internet and you'll find you know youtube videos that have like a highlight reel of his of his blunders you check know. this guy out boy he's tired now <laughs> he's been, oh yeah he's been working on those two boards now for uh yeah it's uh, a lot of work <laughs> all of about 20 minutes hmm. i'm yeah. gonna have to take a break <laughs> yeah I'm not sure that he's even accomplished anything yet. <laughs> we'll see him. Uh, he's going to pick up and look at his handiwork. <laughs> Whew. No, he still has not put that board together yet. He's uh, wondering why those screws didn't work. <laughs> that he didn't have. <laughs> so we're watching on one of the security cameras. There's this guy working over in one of the units. And he's like... He's examining this board like... He has been trying to put two pieces of wood together for... <laughs> what does he even have now? Is that a flashlight that he's working with? Is that a screwdriver? That's a screwdriver, I think. He's attempted a hammer. That didn't work. <laughs> he's attempted a drill. That didn't work, especially because I'm pretty sure he wasn't using any screws. <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> um, and now he's he's investigating this one piece of wood... With a screwdriver. With a screwdriver, trying to figure out why this thing's just not going together. <laughs> I have a feeling. <clears throat> I have a feeling that some substances are involved <laughs> in the so making too. of this film. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Golly. Yeah, so I feel like after November, um, all of everything that's going to be raging on the news is, you know, no matter who wins, it's like if if Trump wins, it's going to be outcry on the left. Um, if oh, Biden yeah. wins, there's going to be an investigation launched, and then there'll be outcry on the left because I don't think Trump will step down um, until the investigation is complete. So even if Which Biden will never happen because they just he's been under investigations his entire duration. <laughs> That he's been in office. Yeah. This has never happened. It's crazy. I mean, when, uh, was it Gore? Yeah. Back when Al Gore lost the, lost Florida. He lost Florida in... Is that to Bush? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's when all this stupid stuff started. Oh, yeah. That was Recount. a rigged election. And since Al Gore lost... It's been a rigged election 
Well, you know, it's funny is that like when Obama won, you didn't see Republicans you there was know, some. launching investigations. There, there was some. Um, well, then I don't think um, there was a little bit of question because his first the he first ran against McCain, right? No, no, no. Uh, Romney. Romney. He first ran against Romney. And I don't think I don't think Romney didn't. I mean, people may have brought things up, but they, we didn't we didn't like hold up the election. No, and, there was no know. there was no hold up of the election. Yeah, uh, there was some questions, supposedly. Yeah, but there was no hold up. Mm-hmm. And then when Bush, when Obama won against uh, McCain mm-hmm. again, uh, there was no hold up of the election afterwards. There was a little bit of question on the behavior of how they treated uh, Palin. Mm-hmm. That was a little over the top. Just like Melania, her uh, speech the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't listen to that one. Uh, I've listened to some of them. I listened, listened to a few of them on the Democrat side. and But she wore a green dress. It was pretty. Mm-hmm. Pretty dress. Can you believe... That they tried to mimic, say that, yeah, she dressed just like, uh, you know, Fidel Castro. Oh, my goodness. Now, there is there anything at all that... Uh, when was the last time you saw Fidel in a dress? Didn't, but his, <laughs> uh, his uniform, and then they tried to, they took some pictures of... Uh, There's always, it's... The uniforms that they had then... And how they came close to matching. This is my. Th- this, this is, is so a thing. Stupid. You can't win for losing anymore. Like there's nothing. There's They're nothing. Find something so stupid. I feel like like it doesn't. What doesn't make any sense to me is that like what bothers me a lot is like so I'm I'm not I'm not I'm I'm never really ever been aligned with almost any Democrat policy right. However, I still think that we need a Democrat party in the United States. And the problem is right now we don't have a party that can be taken seriously. So now the only the only logical sane party is one party, the Republicans. Then we don't actually have real uh, we don't have a real dialogue in our country because no. it's like arguing with a shoe. You know, <laughs> you can't. You can't have, like, there is zero logic on that side, and there should be. If there was serious people, serious intelligible arguments coming from the left, then we would have actual real progress in the country. Because the problem is, is when one side can't be taken seriously at all or use any logic at all. Because the reality is, is that the answer's not in the right, or especially not in the far right, and the answer's not in the left, and especially not the far left. The answer's somewhere in the middle, but it takes a conversation between the two sides in order to get to that answer. And the problem is you can't have a conversation with the two sides right now. Now he's got a hammer. <laughs> he's working on the exact same spot he was working with the screwdriver. I feel like he abandoned the other board. No, it's the same board. No, no, I mean, that, but like he the had big one? That, Yeah, the big one. I thought he was trying to attach that one to the big one. He was. Oh, boy. Is, does he get in a nail? Is there a nail in there somewhere? <laughs> I think there must be a nail or something. He keeps bounding it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He's got a different angle now. <laughs> he's got, he said that he's thing tried that thing all, 360 degrees around. All four sides. Now, I don't know what he's got now. I think it's just his hand. He's trying to get... Is he trying <clears throat> to get a nail out? I have no idea. 
I don't think so he lost. Knows. He's scratching his head. He's not sure what to do. Oh, oh, now we get the drill. Now we get the drill. Now we get the drill. Still. Oh, he at least pulled the trigger that time. Yeah. I didn't know it had a light on it. Yeah, which means that he hasn't been pulling the trigger on that drill <laughs> this entire time. So we just saw a light come on. Because oh, no. I never saw a light there the was last no time. Light he had, the last time. Last time he had the drill, there was no light. Unbelievable. <clears throat> this is uh that's amazing. Oh boy. So <laughs> So I worry about what's going to happen in November. Um, I'm happy that I'm, I'm glad that I'm not going to be in a metropolitan city in November. Um, because if things get weird, at least I'm not surrounded by a big population of people whenever things do get weird. Uh, it'll be a little bit safer that way. Um, you know what I've been upset with? I've been very, very upset with our Congress, um, which is, you know... That's an old trope. Everyone's always upset with Congress, right, for inaction. But here's the crazy thing is, <clears throat> so, you know, right now they're on August break. They're on their break. Yeah. I feel like they don't deserve to take a break. I think they should, especially considering they have yet to come to a conclusion on a second stimulus bill. Yeah, but when, out of curiosity, when they're in session, how long is the day for them? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it can't be that long. I mean, even even let's say they work even an eight hour day. Let's say even if they did work 12, 16 hours or whatever on something, the fact of the matter is the country is in crisis. Whether or not this crisis was brought about uh, justifiably, which I don't think it was, the fact of the matter is at the end of the day, we still have a tanking economy and a lot of uh, Americans unemployed and a lot of Americans just unable to unable to work and go to work. So a stimulus, regardless of what brought us here, we're, we're here now. So we're here now, so we need to address the issue. Would you so, hear what Trump did? <clears throat> yeah. He signed an executive order to basically put a quick mandate on things until Congress can come up with something, which is nice. It's, it's something. He, it's better than what nothing. What he did is he, did, he wrote four executive order, orders. He extended the student loan um, waiver, basically, you know, putting a hold on student loan payments. He um, extended the federal unemployment uh, assistance, but instead of $600 a week, it's $400, but requires the states to pay 25% of that. And the states are allowed to basically deduct that if they don't have the money to do so. So realistically, most people in most states are going to get $300 a week in additional assistance on unemployment. But either way, it's more than zero. Um, and then, uh, what else did we do? Um, he extended the, um, uh, the mortgage forbearance. Um, I think, was that, was that included in the executive order? Uh, no, he he made it to where like employers like myself Mm -hmm. don't have to pay payroll tax. Oh yeah, that's right. Payroll tax. That's huge. Yeah. I have so many people there on Facebook. I don't understand why that's so such a big deal and says well if you had a small business you would understand yeah well Uh, i mean even 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 whenever i only had one w-2 employee uh quarterly payroll taxes is substantial on a full-time employee so you know when you have five or six that you know now we're talking your quarterly payments are they've got to be around you know eight thousand bucks every single quarter at least right on federal payroll taxes every bit Uh, um like for us it's about 
pretty close to a little over a thousand dollars a week. Yeah. And yeah. now we're doing insurance mm -hmm. uh, on everybody. Mm-hmm. And which that's uh, two hundred a week. Yeah. So you know what's funny is um, uh, the Democrats complained that what he did was not enough. It's like, well, yeah. But, but you didn't do anything. But what you did was nothing. And it's like, so you mean to tell me that his something? Well, like, at least it was something. Yeah, but it wasn't enough. Okay. So his something and is somehow not a, not as good as your nothing? I don't understand. Well, the thing of it is, also, by him doing the what he did do, all it was for was 100% uh, for the... Uh, what it was actually supposed to be for. Yeah. See, theirs was going to be... Oh, yeah, there's going to be all kinds of fluff. All kinds of stuff in there. Built into And that's the thing. Like, the thing that I feel like is that it should be a simple bill. The bill should be this. Um, stimulus money to Americans, small business relief, and maybe some logistical, you know, issues whenever it comes to uh, payroll taxes and student loans, right? And 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 adjusting those. Okay. Well, it, that all could be. We inclusive. don't need funding. We don't need funding for the um, the United States Postal Service. Like that's a that can be handled in a different bill. We that don't can need be funding separately. Yeah, we don't need we don't need to include in the you know in 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 the Republicans' case their proposals one trillion dollars, the Democrats want three trillion dollars. And the reality is, is that, you know, maybe somewhere in the middle is right. Maybe $2 trillion is good, but realistically, we don't need, we don't need to be adding things in like, oh, we need funding for the Kennedy Center or something stupid like that. The reality is, is I feel like it should be, it should be considered criminal to be holding, you know, to basically be holding up relief funds to Americans and small businesses over, you know, partisan, you know, concerns and how can this not be not raise enough questions where people go okay look congress this is we're done yeah it's ridiculous it is ridiculous but they don't do anything <clears throat> it's it's unbelievably ridiculous and on top of that they're taking a break in my opinion is when you have millions of americans right now unemployed not making any money because of their actions because of the shutdown of the economy um, you probably ought to keep working. You're getting a paycheck, so you better be working 24 hours a day, seven days a week in order to fix this problem. It's, you know, they made this mess, they need to clean it up. And, you know, they're like, oh, well, they'll, they'll be returning, uh, I think, September 8th, is it? Something along those lines. They, they're basically in recess for the rest of August because I think it's September 6th, maybe, they return to, to the Capitol. And that's, that's Republican, Democrat on both sides. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a fault on both sides. It's not just one. I feel like this that if if the if the 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 reality is is they being a government for the people by the people, they should live in the same standards that everyone else does. They shouldn't be collecting the salaries that they no. get. Until they this is taken care of, your salary's done. Yeah. Well, you know, I guarantee you know it's funny is if you said, Well, you guys don't get a paycheck until you come up with this, until you produce something, some sort of stimulus well that that bill would be pushed through so fast, your head would spin. Well, we and <laughs> at the same time, there wouldn't be I don't think they would really have an issue if just passing a bill mm -hmm. to cover that. 
No, I think, and realistically, I think right now in the crisis and economy that we're in, at the very least, even if you don't talk about their base salary, you need to remove all of their benefits that they get. Any any sort of any sort of government benefit, um, it needs be to be gone. gone. All, all of their, you know, everything just needs because <clears throat> the problem is this. When you have when you have politicians who don't they don't live in the same world as us they don't have the same consequences to them it doesn't matter if they take a break and return in September because they're still getting a paycheck and they're, they're still going to be able to go to the doctor and do whatever they're still gonna they're still gonna be able to go to the grocery store just fine they're gonna make their mortgage payments on their you know uh, several million dollar micro mansions that they have all all across this country they'll be able to do all of that just fine. Um, so they, they're not living to the same standards. It's the same, it's the same. So, um, several years back when I was in the Marine Corps, I remember that we were, we were having budget talks in the, and there was going to be talk, there was talk of a government shutdown unless, unless, uh, we came up with, you know, unless we came to a conclusion on the budget or whatever. And the, and the, and I forget the exact details entirely, but there was talk of the military not getting a paycheck. And I was in the military at the time and it was getting seriously, they were seriously considering not giving the military a paycheck. So I told my gunny, I I went to my division chief, my gunnery sergeant, and I said, hey gunny, just so you know, if they're not paying us, I'm not going to be here because I've got to go get another job so that way I can pay my mortgage. And he said, that's fine, Hernandez, because I won't be here either because I got to go get another job (laughs) to pay my mortgage. (laughs) Uh, which would have been hilarious if they actually did not pay the military because, uh, you know. How could you do that? <clears throat> the president wouldn't be able to travel. Because you're a, uh, you're a federal employee, so. Yeah. Well, and they're like, well, they'll get back pay. Okay, well, that's fine and dandy, but if you don't give me a paycheck for a month, the things things are going to yeah, get. Yeah, can you actually tell them, well, I'm not going to be here? I couldn't have done that on the submarine. No, no. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, they could have charged me for sure with Article 86. I could have got Article 86. This guy. There's no doubt. Just got done uh, taking his uh, medication inhaler. Uh-huh. And he's lighting look, a cigarette. Look what he's starting to do. I'm yeah. trying to find that lighter. Well, he, he had to, in one of these pockets. He had right? to use the inhaler to open up his airways <laughs> so that way he could get the smoke in easier with the cigarette. Yeah. <clears throat> always gotta, you know, if you if you're if if you're an asthmatic, you always gotta use your inhaler first and then the cigarette. You know. <laughs> really? Have you have you seen him do that? No, I have no idea. <laughs> That's just my assumption. <laughs> Man, I can't breathe. <laughs> inhaler. <sniffs> All right, I could use a cigarette now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I. You can't. I mean, you could be charged with Article eighty six, but you know, if an entire squadron doesn't show up, what are they gonna do? Um, but so that during that time though, I saw a news, I saw on the news, I saw, uh, there was a, I forget, I, there was politicians. I want to say they were, uh, they were in Congress. It, again, this is years and years ago. Um, uh, it's probably, probably a better part of eight or nine years ago or something like that at this time, point in time. So, um, there's Republican on one side, it's a split screen. It's, um, it's either CNN or Fox news. I don't know what it is Republican on one side. And then there's the Democrat on the other side on this other screen and the news reporter 
<clears throat> you know, I was talking about, you know, will will government employees that can include military, they're like, yeah, no, they're not going to get a paycheck. We'll just it'll just be for a month. They're going to get. And the Democrat was, you know, the Republican was saying, yeah, we shouldn't do that. We got to, you know, we, we've got to keep paying our paying our military. We can't we can't get rid of their paychecks. And then like the Democrat was like, well, it's only going to be for a month. And so they were arguing with each other. Only a month. They were arguing with each other, and you know, it's funny, the reporter then asked a question, said, well, will politicians still get paid? Immediately, all of a sudden, they were friends. Like, they, they both responded in unison. Well, there's, you know, they started backpedaling. Well, there's, you know, laws in place that we, we will still get paychecks. We have to. It's, you know, that's the laws. They're in place. It's like, huh, isn't that funny? Um, the people that make the laws have made a law that make it illegal to not pay politicians. And that seemed a little self-serving. It's funny because, like I said, you know, the Republican was not for that shutdown, but when asked as to whether or not they would be receiving a paycheck, they both got all of a sudden really de- defensive and said, well, yeah, we're definitely going to get a paycheck. Yep. <clears throat> so you can't, like, the, the, the thought is absurd that all federal employees were not going to get paid to include uh, active duty military but senators and congressmen, like they're they're still going to get paid. Yeah, they're still going to get paid. They're still going to get paid. And and not only are they going to get paid, but all the past senators and congressmen. They oh yeah, get yeah. Everyone's pay. still getting their pensions. Yeah. That's stupid. Not the military though. Shut that baby down. There's no way Congress or Senate. I don't care who it is, and for that matter, I'll be honest with you, the president shouldn't either. Past presidents shouldn't get paid either. No. You well, get paid for what you do. Yeah. You don't I mean, get I, paid for what you did. You know what they should do instead of having a retirement pension. They should, you know, since they, since the government, you know, pushed so hard in the in the workforce. Because you know, once upon a time, companies used to offer pensions, and that went away. Now you have four hundred one k's as your retirements, and you know, and basically your retirements are invested in the economy. Well, perhaps they should have to have retirements like the rest of us. If they want to retire, put in put money into a four hundred one k. Like the rest of us have to do, put money into an IRA. You don't get a government pension for that. Now, military, I'm all for it. They 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 should get a pension if you know. If you've been, if they're going to do it that round, they ought to do the same thing. Yeah. Well, I don't care. I think the military should get a pension. I'm I'd be, I'm fine with that. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you serve twenty years, thirty years in the military. You should you ought get, to get a something. Pension. Should but be then again, a pension. You you served. Yeah. You didn't serve. Two term, two year term, you know, two yeah. years, and then get a. So you know, in Congress, if you serve two years in Congress, you get a, you get, you can get a fifty percent pension off that, your base pay. That is the same. Isn't their term two years? Yeah, that is the same. That is the same retirement benefits that a military, that someone who served twenty years gets. It takes twenty years to get a fifty percent pension. It only takes two if you're in Congress. Funny, funny how that works out. Two or four? No, two. You only have to serve two years in order to obtain. Pretty sure that's uh, last I last I, think I, I saw. Four. Either yeah. way, it's it's Still, that's criminal. You yeah, know? no kidding. It takes that long to go through college. <clears throat> yeah, I spent five years in the military and I got zero pension because I only spent five years. You know. To me, and that, that honestly kind of makes sense. Like, why why would I get a pension? I only worked five years in the military. I, I don't, I'm not, a, I didn't expect a pension unless I served 20. Don't deserve it. Yeah. To, re, to, to earn a retirement, you should probably do a career's worth of work, not, not right. you know, five years or 10 years or two years. And on top of that, years. once you have served uh, 
in Congress and done an okay job, you're basically a celebrity in your community. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And so don't celebrities usually kind of sort of, I mean, probably walk in the door of just about virtually whatever place you want to work at as long as you were okay at your job you don't even have to be you don't you could have been a terrible congressman and you'd still get like you basically are guaranteed work somewhere yeah you're and gonna it's get not gonna be no podunk job either no no you're gonna make money so the, the thing is like they should definitely be beholden to the same standards of living that the rest because i don't feel like you can accurately represent your constituents if you don't if you have no idea how your constituents are living or or what type of because man the idea that without any sort of stimulus funding that because the uh, the idea was we shut down the you know we shut down and quarantine for a month it was their their thought how can how can you expect and and you you know you have governments um you know state and federal governments alike saying that you know barber shops have to be shut down and you have these you have these businesses that are non-essential but you know, your business and my business, like we, we, we have, like we, we've been established, and we and we made plans financially to where we can survive slow times, right? But in, anywhere in your business plan, have you ever fathomed an idea of having zero income for two months? Like businesses can't do that. Not even well-established businesses can handle most of the time cannot handle zero income for yeah. two months not only zero income less than zero income because you still have expenses say you're a barbershop you know say you're a nail salon something along those lines that was shut down you still yeah. have you still have rent to pay otherwise so then when funding of some kind comes in like in form of the EIDL if businesses got it I know a lot of businesses that were denied because of their because their credit or something along those lines, which should not have been taken into consideration. Yeah. Um, but I know a business owner who has phenomenal credit and for some reason was denied. And th it seems like no rhyme or reason why they're denying these EIDLs. And, and, you know, and, and then the ones that were denied also did not get the, um, the advance that was supposed to be basically a grant, right? The $1,000 per employee. PPP? No, no, no. The, um, uh, uh, the economic injury disaster loan advance that was supposed to be, according to the CARES Act, ten thousand dollars advanced, and it should have been regardless of approval of the EIDL, but turned out to end up being a thousand dollars per employee, and apparently is attached to whether or not you're approved for an EIDL because everyone that I know that was not approved did not get that advance. Did you know, uh, my son got that. Really? Yeah. He has some sort oh, of. Oh yes. He's yeah, got yeah. some sort of a business making uh, paraphernalia. Uh-huh. Uh, and exactly, I don't know what it is. He told me, it's, what do they call those things? It's, it's like bong. Those glass. Yeah, bong. Yeah, it's, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and he told me about a month ago that... Uh, you know, yeah, I didn't want to tell you that I did that sort of thing because it was against what you would believe. And But I've had this business for, it was just kind of a side thing for, you know, a year or so. And mm -hmm. 
Uh, I was he, able. He to, got an EIDL. Yeah. See this, like that's the thing is there's. It seems like the Small Business Administration. It was like no rhyme or reason who they were who they were approving and who they were denying, because like I said, I know businesses that had that had phenomenal credit. They've been established. They've been in business for four plus years. They have proof of income. They've shown income that their their they their ability to repay is you know really good, and they get denied. Oh, it seems <clears throat> how he operated out of his house, his home. Mm-hmm. And covered his mortgage. <laughs> Goodness. Or not his mortgage, his, his rent. rent for, but, well, two months because his rent's 3500 $3, a month. Yeah. For well, what's 1500 what, square foot. What's apartment. crazy to me is that these people expected that it's, that, that, that it's, you know, two months later, finally people are getting some funding after the shutdown and that's some, you know, realistically for some people, three months later, some people have seen no funding and then expect like that's going to hold them over or handle it. The reality is, is if you go zero, if you go two months with zero income, even if, even if you got enough money to pay back bills and all that stuff, two months of not paying rent, you might've lost your space. Yeah. So even when the, even whenever the quarantine's lifted and you get to reopen, you may not other, have a barbershop to go back to. That was one of the other executive <clears throat> orders uh, that Trump past mm-hmm. can't be evicted now <clears throat> yeah but uh, then but then how's that fair to the landlords well actually just hit me uh he could potentially i'm evicting no. him out of his unit right now well but that's that's for tenancy like for living in yeah you uh, could, you can, you know, you can, if someone's not paying the bills to, you know, put a, put something in a storage unit, you can remove them. Yeah. It just hit me. It's different. Uh, uh, I'm surprised he's not arguing that. Yeah. But he's probably not even aware of that. Probably not. Uh, so, I mean, that, that, that's true and all, but at the end of the day, like what if you, and that, that's got to suck for what if you, what if you are a landlord? What if you have... You know, you own a, a, a strip mall, and in that strip mall, half of your businesses have have been shut down because of a quarantine. COVID. And then you can't you can't collect rent on those. And then not only can you not collect rent on those, you can't evict them. So you're you're taking a fifty percent hit on your on your income. You still have a mortgage to pay at the end of the day. I mean, there's mortgage for forbearance, which you know is allowing the mortgage payments to be uh, basically waived and then just added on to the principal. But that, you know, that's money that's, it's not like, it's not like it's free money or anything. You're still going to have to, you know, so if you miss six months of payments, you've just added six months of payments on the back end of that loan. All the meanwhile, um, throughout the whole meantime, you're still accruing interest. So it ends up costing you extra money at the end of the day. So, you know... None of this is handled appropriately in the least bit from top to bottom was just botched every single which way to Sunday. And the reality is this is how simple the CARES Act should have been. CARES Act should have been, okay, we're going to take two, two point something trillion dollars. You know what we need to do? You know, it doesn't, there's not, some goes to here, some goes to bail out this company, some goes to the Small Business Administration for handling EIDL loans. What they should have done is taken that money, divided up equally amongst every single American adult and handed it to the American adults. That would have, you know, businesses wouldn't need loans 
if money was being pumped into the economy. Now, this is also, this is, again, businesses that are able to operate. Now, the businesses that have been forced to be shut down, I feel like the government that shut them down should pay all of their bills. You can't, you can't tell someone that they can't have, it's, and it's, it's sad and it's terrible because there's some businesses out there that are never going to open up doors ever again. This no. is not going to be enough. Like it's too much for them to handle. And they've probably, they may have built that business for years and through zero fault of their own. Like it, you can't fault them for not being prepared to take zero income for two months or three months or even, even a month. I mean, most businesses. We're going on a lot longer than that. Since yeah, but you know. It started really. In March, end of March. Yeah, March. Mm-hmm. March. So yeah. you're looking at. Five, six months. Yeah. I mean, you now can't. now barbershops were allowed to reopen and all that jazz, you know, a couple months in. But, you know, the... the yeah, the, but at the same time, restaurants and places like that. Well, and you know they're taking, you know, they're taking a huge hit on, you know, on income. Because if people can't come in, they, they got a social distance and people can't come in, they're having to do dine out and all that stuff. Restaurants, that's another big one. They operate restaurants... Food industry is a tough business. Very tough. They work on very slim profit margins. And you know, most businesses, they can't, they can't, like it would be detrimental if they lose income for a week or two weeks even. Oh, yeah. Much less months. You know, we're, we're talking months of loss of income. And then on top of that, when they do get to return to work, when they do get to reopen, their income is decreased. Yeah, because their their capacity is so low. Their capacity is low, and on top of that, people are afraid to spend. People are, you know, people are afraid to spend the money that they do have because they have no idea what's going on with the economy. You know, I've seen I've seen that personally in my business that it's not until it still hasn't quite normalized. Honestly, normally in the springtime, or really, actually, it's the first first time that we get a week solid of some real hot weather. I have an explosion of air conditioning work that comes through. Um, generally I'm like, that's all I'm doing is I'm just doing air conditioning, um, uh, left and right. You know, it's just not nonstop working on air conditioning on cars. The moment that we have like that first real hot week. Um, and I don't think it's that this year air conditioners didn't break. I think it's this year people are just, they're, they're not going to spend money to fix their air conditioning. They're just going to roll their windows down. You know, <laughs> an awful lot of people driving around like that. Yeah, I've I have not uh, I have not seen the air conditioning boom that I normally do this time of year. Neither have two other mobile mechanic shops that I work with. They generally are in the same boat as me. They see a bunch of air conditioning work whenever it gets whenever it heats up. That and they have they have they've done like a one or two air conditioning jobs this year. What about residential? Uh, residential that has gone up substantially. Uh, as I talked to an HVAC guy, I talked to a couple of HVAC guys um, uh, because the one guy I wanted to come out and do some work on um, my the new place that I'm buying, uh, he was too busy to get there. So he gave me, he referred me to another guy who was almost too busy to get there as well. They're up to their eyeballs right now um, because it's, you know, it's the same if they said, if not more this year, because also there's, you know, people are spending more time at home. Yeah. So... Uh, so for them, it's been fine. And I mean, again, I've got other, where my business is, is like, I've seen a slight decrease in activity in business, but it's not like nothing, you know, it's just a slight decrease. Like, and also the jobs have changed. It's different. Like, it seems like the things that I'm working on now are car won't start. Like, it's not like things that can be put off 
seem I, I seem to not be doing like air conditioning that you can put the air conditioning off it's no big deal i'm not getting called because a car is squeaking type of a deal <clears throat> like i normally would be normally the summertime i'm super 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 busy and right now i'm just kind of super busy <laughs> so it, it so it has i can see you know but that, that's again you know i work in a business where if your car is broke you got to have it fixed so i i really hate for you know the businesses that were deemed non-essential that don't get to open and then on top of that what about businesses who were able to remain open but people just aren't spending the money on it like i don't know let's say you own a a a, a, a handcrafted soap company right you think people are going out buying artisan soap right now you know like that that business is going to get hurt under a normal economy they may have a thriving business and a good client base or whatever um, but right now may not be you know may may not be the case. So you get all of this all together and you have this and then, and, and it's entirely, it's entirely the government's fault. And, and then they have the audacity to him and haw about how they're going to handle stimulus funding and then take a break. You know, it's like, ah, well, we really, really worked hard this month. We got exactly nothing done. Um, it's time to take a break. We got to go home and see our families and take a break for a week. No, you don't get to take a break till you get it accomplished. Exactly. I mean, could you imagine if, you know, Tyler's down there in Lawton working right now, right? He's been down there. He went down there all or half of last week and he'll be down there all of this week pretty much. Yep. Could you imagine he goes down to Lawton and is there, you know, stays, stays in the hotel and all that stuff overnight and stays there for a week and a half. And he's like, you know what? I need a break. And he comes back and you're like, well, how much did you get done? You're like, oh, we didn't install anything. Could you, <laughs> could you imagine if, if he calls and says, hey, we need to take a break. We, we got to come down here next week and we got to take a week off. He say, okay, well, how far did you guys get? And he'd be like, and if he said, oh, we didn't install anything at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, we debated on to what, how we were going to run the cameras and where we were going to run the wires, but we didn't actually put anything in. We actually got nothing done. You'd be like, no. Get 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 things done. Like you wouldn't let them take a break for doing absolutely nothing, no. just debating about things, talking about things, and not actually accomplishing anything. At that point, you're paying for your hotel this time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're gonna go back. You're gonna finish it, and I'm not paying for your hotel this time. <laughs> exactly. The funny thing is, is when Congress does that, they go there, they work all. We pay their salary, and they work. You know, they work the entire month or whatever, and they accomplish exactly nothing. Then they, then we pay for their, you know, we pay for their travel back home. Yeah, but they're not just getting salary. No, no, no. They get many, many other benefits. They get per diem and a whole bit. Home. Yeah, yeah. We're paying them per diem while they're up there to do absolutely nothing. Then they come home, and we pay their ticket home too. And then we're gonna pay their ride back up there and pay for their stay up there and their per diem and pay their salary and pay all of this for them to accomplish absolutely nothing. That is, that is outrageous. That's, that's unbelievable. The idea, the and again, I think there's a fundamental problem in Congress in the in the, in the fact that they do not live the same as the average American. In fact, they they live they live well up in the top tier of income levels, and even even in top time, tier. I mean, think about so, this. How do they get away with it? Well, they're the ones who make the rules. I, I don't get it. How do they get away with it? They're the ones that make the rules. That's the problem. There's legislation in place that guarantees their pay. Well, isn't that isn't that interesting that they're the ones responsible for writing legislation? 
and you know uh, the, they they live they live in a in a world that's actually even maybe even above you know the top tier like the top high income earners cuz cuz even everything's protected even in an econ- economic crisis even if you're rich you're still at risk of losing you know you may not lose everything but you're going to lose some money you know your your pay is you know well, is like, beholden like for, for example they always ridicule <clears throat> Trump well, he's gone bankrupt well, how did he go bankrupt <clears throat> on different occasions? Was it because he made a mistake or did something or whatever? You don't go bankrupt because you did something right. Yeah. You go bankrupt because something didn't go go correct. Well, think of it is also with Congress, with the Senate, or whatever you want to call it, federal government, doesn't matter what they do. They can't ever make a mistake enough to where they're not going to. Get... Yeah, it's a well, that's it's what... a padded guarantee yeah. that you're going to be okay. Yeah, and so like in the case where an economy crashes, like maybe you know, like even if you're Elon Musk, you may be you know you may be a billionaire, but your company may not do so well economically. Now, if you're a Congress person, you still get a paycheck at the end of the day. Every so I'm single it's a padded guarantee. It's a guarantee that. No matter what decision you make, regardless, mm-hmm. right or wrong, mm-hmm. you still get to do anything and everything you technically really ever wanted to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. And regardless of whether you did good or bad, yeah, it's guaranteed. That's why so many people want to, you know, run for Congress. It's it's a sweet gig. <laughs> yeah, it's I've sweet thought about it gross. myself. You know, maybe if I win on a fluke, at least I'll. <laughs> At least I would get. Uh, That's why they're they're willing to put so put forth so much of their own personal money. Yeah. If you do, then you're gonna get it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and then some. You're gonna hand over fist. You'll get. It's a huge return on investment. I mean, granted, you may personally, as far as their quote unquote income, may not necessarily that portion of it may not bring it back. Yeah. However, all the other stuff that you do. Yeah. And get and be coming basically a celebrity mm-hmm. uh as long as you come remotely close of doing something quote-unquote similar to being what's right you're guaranteed to not only get royalties and all kinds of stuff yeah i mean can you imagine aoc mm-hmm. she's a loudmouth. yeah and and she half the time doesn't know what she's saying when she's saying it but how much you want to bet uh of all of the Congress people in ge- combined, because she is a loudmouth, because she is so uh, verbal and absurd, how much you want to bet? She gets coddled all over mm-hmm. and gets paid exponentially from. Oh, she'll probably write a book. Various companies. And it'll probably be a New York Times bestseller. I just can't. What is she, 20? She's not even in her 30s yet, is she? No, I think she's like my age. She's like 28 or 29 or something. She may even be younger than me, which is an absurd thought. Actually bothers me that she's like she's as dumb as she is. You'd expect her to be like 19. But, you know. I don't know. I understand how she got what she did. I'm going to have to go do a round. Yep. Well, and it's about time to end the show anyway. So until the next time, and I think Tyler will be back for the next episode. We will catch you all later. All right.